1: Now, why are we focusing on these signs of the season? I'd say for one reason, because people are paying attention right now. People want to know. What does the Bible say about these things that are happening around us? In a few weeks, the interest is going to wane. The busyness of daily life is going to distract us. The urgency of the matter will dissipate. That is, at least until the next crisis erupts.
0: Thank you for joining us on another edition of Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Shealy from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's beginning a new study this week dealing with the signs of the times. What should we be waiting and watching for, especially as we anticipate Christ's return? You can find additional information about this message and Church of the Highlands on the web at highlands.us.
1: In Zechariah 14.2, God says, For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle. What nations? Well, Ezekiel names Magog, Persia, Cush, Put, and Gomer. Those nations today are called Russia, Iran, Sudan, Libya, and Turkey, respectively. Ezekiel 38 begins, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face towards Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, "Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws, and I will bring you out and all your army. And so the passage describes God putting a hook into the mouth of the head of the armies of Russia. Magog, and dragging them into battle. So what could this hook refer to? Well, for the first time in at least 2,500 years of recorded history, Iran or Persia and Magog or Russia have a mutual protection treaty. In fact, in recent weeks, while the negotiations were still taking place for the treaty, It was reported in the news that Russia sent Iran anti-aircraft missiles while the treaty was still in the negotiation. By the way, the treaty is co-signed by Russia and China, and if you read it, it's largely worthless, but you probably already know that. But the question is, why would Russia send anti-aircraft missiles to Iran? Well, if we were to review history, we would be reminded that in 1981, Iraq was working on a nuclear reactor. And according to Wikipedia, Operation Opera, also known as Operation Babylon, was a surprise Israeli airstrike, aha, uh-huh. the reason for anti aircraft missiles, carried out on the 7th of June 1981, which destroyed an Iraqi nuclear reactor under construction. Ten and a half miles southeast of Baghdad. Operation Opera and related Israeli government statements following established the Begin Doctrine, Menachem Begin Doctrine, which explicitly stated that the strike was not an anomaly, but instead a precedent for every future government in Israel. This Begin Doctrine precedent for every future government in Israel is essentially strike before struck or first strike. And along with its threats against the United States, Iran has declared that it intends to wipe Israel off the map, and it may have nuclear capability within the year. Now consider Israel's situation. It's a small nation. It's a very, very small nation. It's only about 70 miles wide at its its widest. That's about the distance between San Francisco and Sacramento. And it's only a little over 200 miles from north to south. That's less than the distance between San Francisco and Pismo Beach. A modern jet fighter-bomber can fly across the entire nation in about three minutes. The point is that Israel cannot afford to wait until after they have been attacked to respond. I have a theory. I want to underscore it's only a theory. I don't claim to be a prophet nor do I claim it to be prophecy. In fact, I really hope I'm wrong. But I'm proposing a theory for your consideration that's based on historical, situational, and biblical precedents and information. My theory is that because the United States and other nations of the world have been unsuccessful in shutting down Iran's nuclear aspirations and capabilities, that as a result, Israel will necessarily invoke its first strike doctrine. Iran will then demand Russia to fulfill its treaty obligations and attack Israel. This may be the hook that is set into the mouth of Russia to force it to attack Israel. Now, it's just a theory, but it seems to be a logical theory for me. I've heard others' uh, theories. uh, Some have suggested that it's Russia's interest in oil that will draw them into the Middle East. But when I did some research, I found out that Russia is the largest oil producer in the world. In fact, it has such a surplus of oil, it actually controls 12% of the international markets. So I don't think it's going going to be drawn into the Middle East because of a shortage of oil. However, China has a shortage of oil. And so that may be a contributing reason why China sends its army into the Middle East. But whatever the reason that Russia may have for attacking Israel, Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 explain God's reason for drawing Russia into that attack. And it's so that he can reveal himself and his power to his people, Israel. He is going to supernaturally defend Israel against all odds. They are going to see their armies, the armies against them, wiped out. They are going to see and experience the power of God, their Savior. You see, when God makes a covenant with a nation or a people, he keeps his promise. And when we enter into covenant with God and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, then we are his treasure for all eternity. He's never going to let us go. He's never going to lose us. Death will not be able to keep us from him because if we die, he'll just bring us back to life again. Now, why are we focusing on these signs of the season? I'd say for one reason, because people are paying attention right now. People want to know. What does the Bible say about these things that are happening around us? In a few weeks, the interest is going to wane. The busyness of daily life is going to distract us. The urgency of the matter will dissipate. That is, at least until the next crisis erupts. After the Bay Area earthquake of 1989, people flooded churches for about two months. After the 9 11 attack in 2001, people flooded churches for about two weeks. Our attention span is diminishing. How soon we forget. But there's an even more important reason, and that is that you need to be ready for what's to come. And that preparation can only come through prayer and meditating on the Word of God. I have only introduced a few of the signs found in Revelation. I want to encourage you to join with the Bible Study Fellowship, the BSF, when they start their classes in fall, because they're going to be, for the first time, focusing on the book of Revelation. And it's important for believers to be biblically equipped for the days before us. God's Word will be a constant source Of guidance and encouragement. Now, ladies, it's going to be easy for you because BSF meets here on Monday evenings. Men, we don't yet have a BSF. I would like us to have one, but we can grab a couple of the church vans or a bus and find the nearest BSF and we can go there. So, if you want to join the group, give the office a call and we'll arrange that. Now, the things that we see happening around us are not new. In fact, many of them are mentioned in the first 20 chapters of Genesis. Lamech's polygamy, mentioned in Genesis chapter 4, even before the flood, was the first recorded attempt to redefine marriage and family. Genesis 4 and 5 is filled with violence. Rampant, unconstrained homosexuality is recorded in Genesis chapter 18 in the context of Sodom. Ungodly government is recorded in Genesis 11 in the context of Babylon. So it's nothing new, but even though it's nothing new for mankind, it is new for the United States of America. You see, we have enjoyed a, a period of relative peace and prosperity that has never been experienced by any peoples in the history of mankind because of the godly heritage Uh, established by our nation's forefathers. But we believers have a challenge before us. And it's going to take faith and it's going to take courage to stand against the swift and changing currents of our culture. Now this is the third week that we've been talking about this and you folks are still here. I think that means that you want to hear it like it is. People need to hear it like it is. There are a lot of churches that won't tell you because they're afraid to. And you're not going to get it on the news, you're not going to get it in public schools, you're not going to get it at the workplace. There needs to be a place where people can come to hear and talk about the truth. Now, as I mentioned when we met last week, every generation of believers has believed they might be the last that one of the things that the apostles had to deal with was that people would become new believers, hear that Jesus Christ was coming back, quit their job, take a big lunch, sit on the side of a hill and wait for his return. And the apostles had to say, no, 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 get back to work. We need to occupy until he comes. Every generation has thought they might be the last, but I want to say that we have more reason to believe that we might be the last than any previous generation. These are the most exciting times thus far in the history of the world. And God has placed each and every one of us here in this place at this time for a reason. We're not here by accident. And people need to hear about God's provision for salvation so they will not be swept away by what is to come. And that's why we as a church family are so diligent in sharing the gospel with our community and the world. We believe that Jesus Christ may be coming soon and we don't want to miss an opportunity to share the gospel.
0: And that's one of the reasons why this broadcast is on the air. You've been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to download this entire message, go to the website highlands.us and click on the message link. Then go to the archives and the series called Signs of the Times. That's highlands.us. We're a nonprofit outreach and depend upon your encouragement and financial involvement. You can share your comments and contributions on that website. Have a safe and blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll open God's Word and study verse by verse.